Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We want to welcome you to another episode on MBKI's radio broadcasting network. Prepare yourself and get ready and allow the spirit of the Lord to transform your mind. And here's your host, Apostle Anthony Baxter. Somebody needs to make that confession of faith tonight. Say it. I will never be the same. Not after being with you. Amen. Amen. I want to welcome everyone to MBKI's men's My Brother Keep My Brother's Keepers. Amen. Glory be to God. This is our part two of our, uh, I don't know, it's going to be a few months as we go through this uh, one characteristic at a time. Hallelujah. But before we get started, I just want to play one song for you. And uh, hallelujah, we'll jump right in. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we give thanks, honor, and praise unto you. We thank you, Father God, for this day that you have made. The Bible says to rejoice and to be glad in it. Father, we are glad, Father God, that you have given us a day that we'll never see again, nor have we ever seen before. I pray, Father God, that you will prepare the hearts and minds of the men, Father God, that are joining us live on today, as well as those that will be listening on podcasts here later or down the line, Father God. 
Prepare them for what it is that you have for them on today. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For those of you that uh, follow us here at uh, Must Be Kingdom International Ministries, we've made some alterations to our schedule. So I do want to go over our weekly schedule. Amen. Hallelujah. Tonight, Sunday at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, and 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, my brother's keepers men's conference line will be going forward. Amen. You have the number, but if you don't, you can always call in at 515-605-9839. Amen. Uh, On Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Central, and 9 p.m. Eastern, we have Kingdom Encounter Bible Study. Amen. Now, the number that you can call in uh, to take part in this is 727-731-4401. This will also... Uh, be on our uh, Facebook group page, uh, Spiritual Growth. So you'll be able to hear it there as well. But if you want to join us live, uh, call in to that conference line number. On Fridays, we have beta mentoring. Beta mentoring basically is a place where those up-and-coming prophets and prophetic people have an opportunity to have a platform to exercise their gifts, to move in the spiritual things that God has placed within them. We all need a platform somewhere where we can build the confidence in the gifts that are in us. So we supply that here on Beta Mentoring on Fridays. Amen. That's 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 p.m. Central, and 9 p.m. Eastern at the conference line number 727 727- Seven three one four four zero one. Saturday mornings, noontime Pacific Standard Time, 2 o'clock Central Standard Time, and 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time is an hour of power, our prayer line with my wife, Prophetess Donna Baxter. Please come join us. There has been uh, miraculous healings, uh, uh, individuals being set free. And just being able to uh, leave the line full of peace, joy, and happiness. Amen. One hour of power. Christ said to the apostles, he said, could you not carry with me for an hour? Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So that is our weekly schedule. Come join us. Amen. Hallelujah. As I always say, we are not a church. We are a movement. We're a training ground training God's people to war in the spirit realm. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Well, today we are dealing with the men, since we're dealing with our men's ministry, my brother's keepers. Amen. I want to welcome all the men uh, that are tuning in right now and those that are listening on podcasts here in the up and coming future. God bless you. Hallelujah. Go get your Bibles. Go get your notebooks. Go get your pens. It makes no sense to be on a line and a teaching line and not taking notes so that you have the ability to go over those notes, study the word the Bible says to show thyself approved. Make sure that I'm not feeding you a bunch of crap. Amen. 
you want to make sure that you're eating off a table that has good food. And I can guarantee I'm going to give you some good food. Amen. Hallelujah. So today we're dealing with the men, uh, the measure of a man, part two, the measure of a man, part two. Glory to God. So we're just going to go ahead and go over our foundational scripture, which is in First Timothy chapter 3 in verse 2. That's First Timothy chapter 3 and verse 2. The Bible says, a bishop then must be blameless, the husband of one wife, vigilant, sober, of good behavior, given to hospitality, apt to teach, not given to wine nor striker, not greedy or filthy, a filthy liqueur, but patient, not a brawler, not covenant, one that ruleth well his own house, having his children's subjection with all gravity, with all gravity. Amen. It says here in verse 5, now how and know how to rule his own house, or how shall he take care of the church of God? Amen. So we're not talking about being a bishop. What we're talking about is the characteristics of a mature man. See, in order to be able to be a leader in the church of Christ, there are qualifications, just like if you go to your job, your job, when you got it, had qualifications. And guess what? The only reason why you got the job is because you qualified with your qualifications. So my question to you today is, do your qualifications qualify you as a mature man? This is what we're dealing with today and we'll be dealing with for the next two months as we take each one of these characteristics every Sunday. If you remember, there were 20 characteristics of a mature man, 20 characteristics of a mature man. So we're going to take one every Sunday. We're going to break it down. What I would hope is that you will take the characteristics and the things that we go over as you write them down and apply them to your life within the week. Amen. I would love to get uh, some testimonies or are or, 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 or you guys telling me how things are working for you. You can email me at Anthony Baxter at mbkiministries.com. That's Anthony, A-N-T-H-O-N-Y, Baxter, B-A-X-T-E-R, at mbkiministries.com. You go to the Contact Us page, or excuse me, that's my email. You can also go to our website at mbkiministries.com, go to the Contact page, and there's a place there where you can send in a request. Let me know if you have any questions, how things are going, amen. Uh, uh, the goal of the Holy Spirit is for all of us, including myself, to mature, to be a true man, a true leader, a godly man, a godly leader, amen, on the earth as it is in heaven. The 20 characteristics, one, 
overall spiritual maturity, being above reproach, a man of good reputation, a husband of one wife, temperate, prudent, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not addicted to wine, not self-willed, not quick-tempered, not abusive, gentle, peaceable, free from the love of money, not being materialistic, manages his own house well, a good husband and father, loving what is good, just, a holy and devoted man of God, and self-controlled, disciplined. Those are the 20 that we're going to be going over. Today, we're going to be talking about being above reproach, being above reproach. Amen. So what are we talking about here? We're talking about being or having a good reputation, having a good reputation. Amen. Now, a reputation is the beliefs or opinions that are generally held about you or someone or something, a reputation. Amen. Are the the estimation of a person in the sight of God or other people. Amen. Reputation, what people think about you, how people see you. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go back to uh, that verse two. It says, a A bishop then must be blameless. He must be blameless. This is what we're dealing with today, you guys. Blameless. Okay. Now, when he says, Blameless. He doesn't mean perfect. Okay. He's simply saying we should have a good reputation, a good reputation. Now, there's a reason why Paul put this quality first in both letters here in uh, 1 Timothy and also in the book of Titus. Matter of fact, let's, let's do this. Go to Titus chapter 1. And go to verse 5. We're going to read verse 5 down to 10. Amen. Titus. Come on back here, Titus. Okay. Give me one minute here. Here we go. Titus. Amen. Chapter 1 and verse 5 through 10. Here we go. It says, for this cause I left, for this cause left I thee in Crete, that thou shalt set in order the things that are waiting and ordain elders in every city as I had appointed thee. For any be blameless. See, there's that blameless again. The husband of one wife, having faithful children, not accused of riots or unruly. For for a bishop must be blameless, there it is, as a steward of God, not self-willed, not 
sorry, angry, not given to wine, nor a striker, not given to filthy liqueur, but a lover of hospitality, a lover of good men, sober, just, holy, temperate, holding fast the faithful word as he hath been taught, that he may be able by sound doctrine both to exhort and to convince the gainsayers. Amen. For they are many unruly and vain talkers and deceivers, especially they of circumcision. Okay. So basically what's going on here, let, let me let me give you a backdrop. So with Timothy, it, Timothy, it wasn't as bad as it was in Crete with Titus. See, see what happens, what's happening in, 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 in Crete was they had deceivers coming in and uh, taking money from those Christians and preaching a false doctrine. See, they, they came in, they, they didn't qualify. Sounds like today, doesn't it? You got all these leaders out here taking folks' money, but if you really look at the qualifications, they don't qualify. Amen? So in this, what Paul was telling uh, Titus was, hey, I told you to get to qualify these elders in all the churches, and these are the qualifications to qualify them up. Amen? So that you can get the right people in position to walk accordingly. Amen? Listen, if you were looking for an executive, you wouldn't want to hire a man that was sleeping with all the women and was stealing from folks because he would be an executive that would be sleeping with all the women in the office and would be going into the petty cash and stealing it. He don't qualify. Amen? You want to get somebody that is loyal, somebody that has one wife, amen? He ain't thinking about the women in there that's trying to come in with the low-cut dress uh, uh, shirts and the mini skirts and all this kind of stuff, trying to get a promotion the wrong way, amen? Hallelujah. So you want to make sure that individuals are qualified for the positions that they have. You know, sometimes you can have the gift but your personality and your behaviors just 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 throws you right out the window. Amen. Glory be to God. So, hallelujah. There was a reason why Paul put this qualification first. And the reason is in both of these letters he wrote, it's it basically summarizes all of the other gifts, all of the other 19 qualifications fall on this gift. If you have a good reputation, that means everything else you must have an order in your life. Amen. Now, you know, one of the things as I begin to go through this, I, I, I was looking, I was like, my God, you know, oh man, well, I got to clean some stuff up here. You know, I think all of us, as we look at these qualifications, we'll say, man, I, man, that ain't me. It's none of us, really. I mean, you know, no one told us anything about this stuff. Just like, just like we never taught, we were, we were never taught in school how to open a bank account, how to save money, how to budget money. We didn't get taught the things we needed to get taught to survive here in the earth. 
Amen. Hallelujah. So these things here, we weren't taught. But you know what? I thank God for the Holy Ghost. So he's giving uh, us the opportunity to learn, hallelujah, how to be mature men, how to be mature leaders, amen, through these qualifications. Glory be to God. Turn with me to Acts chapter 6 and verse 3. That's Acts chapter 6 and verse 3. Hallelujah. I want to help you all here. Hallelujah. Not just y'all. I want to help myself. (laughs) For real, you know, we got to stay humble in this thing. You know, we all are just big babies. You know, we got wives that we got that you got a son and a daughter and you and all y'all are considered kids. And that's even in my home. My wife got a big old baby. She got to clean up after me and everything and things like this. But you know what? We get an opportunity to mature and be a true man, not just call ourselves a man. Glory be to God. Amen. Hallelujah. So we got Acts chapter six and verse three. It says, wherefore, brethren. Look among you, seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. Let me step up to step, uh, verse two so we can get a full understanding of what's going on here. Amen. Matter of fact, let's go to one. Hallelujah. It says, and then in those days when the number of the disciples was multiplied, there arose a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews because their widows were neglected in the daily ministration. Then the twelve called the multitude of the disciples upon them and said, Is it not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables? Wherefore, brethren, look ye out amongst you. Seven men of honest report. Listen, seven men of honest report, good reputation, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom whom we may appoint over this business, over this business. Now, listen, the apostles didn't just say, you know what, I'm an apostle. And I'm going to pick the people that are going to be over the food and, and to, to, to deliver it out. You see, because you got to remember He's dealing with the Grecians, right? He's dealing with the Grecians. And they weren't Grecian. They were Hebrew, you see? So if they picked the Hebrews, the Grecians would feel like they're going to favor. So, see, the apostles used wisdom. They said, you know what? You know your people. So I want y'all to pick seven men of good reputation, you see? Good reputation and full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom who we will appoint over this business because I ain't got time for it. I got to pray. I got to pray to cover y'all. I can't be waiting tables. So this is how we're going to do it. You see, see the apostles knew if they chose people that uh, were uh, Hebrews, they would feel like they would still be cheated. So they asked the Grecians, to choose themselves to select men of good reputation, to select men of good reputation. You see, uh, 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 when you, you know, I, I, I would say, 
being in sales, you know, you get a person that is a great salesman, doesn't make him a good manager. Doesn't make him a good leader because he can do the job good. Because doing the job and uh, leading people, that's two jobs. Because you got to learn the people and you got to do the job. And most people don't know how to lead the people. God is saying in this hour, where are the shepherds? See, shepherds lead the sheep, but the shepherds today are flocking the sheep. They're stealing the wool and selling it for money. They don't care about the sheep. They don't care. They're running around with no wool on their back. They're just glad that they got the money. Amen? But that's not the job of a shepherd. That is not the job of a shepherd. A shepherd is supposed to take care of the sheep. The shepherd is supposed to make sure that the sheep are protected. The shepherd is supposed to lead the sheep into the gate and out, out the gate. But we don't see many shepherds leading. We see them leading them straight to the slaughter to take their wool and get some money. Amen. Turn to, uh, let's go to Acts chapter 16. I want to I wanna take a look here at my boy, Timothy. My boy, Timothy. Let's take a look at Timothy. Amen. Let's see what's going on with Timothy. Glory be to God. All right. Uh, Acts chapter 16. I'm going to read verse 1 through 5. See, the thing that we have to understand is this. Timothy's reputation preceded him. What do I mean by that? I'm glad you asked. Timothy's reputation, he was known not just in his city, not just in his town, but outside cities and outside towns. He had a good reputation throughout. You see, it's one thing of having a good reputation in your community, in your church, in your job, but what is it like in your home? What is it like uh, 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 in other areas? You know, sometimes you can put on a mask, hallelujah, in certain places, and then in other places we can take off the mask. You see, they, they, there's a thing that they say about Vegas. They say whatever goes on in Vegas stays in Vegas. Well, if if that be the case, I mean, do I got to switch up? Is something going to go on there that don't go on at home? I mean, what what's going on? So if that's the type of lifestyle that you live in, your reputation will precede you, good or bad. The Bible says here in Acts chapter 16 and 1, then came he to Darby and Lystra. Now they're talking about Paul. And behold, a certain disciple was there named Timothy, the son of a certain woman, which was a Jew, amen, and believed, but his father was Greek. Uh-oh. So mom was Jew, father was Greek, okay, which was all reported of by the brethren that were at Lystra and Iconum. Him would Paul have to go forth with him and took and circumcised him because of the Jews, which were those quarters for they knew all that his father was a Greek. And as they went through the cities, they delivered them to decrees for the keep that were ordained of the apostles and elders which were at Jerusalem. 
And so were the churches established in faith and increased in numbers daily. So basically, from the uh, reputation of Timothy, even though his dad was Greek, they still accepted him because of his reputation. You know, sometimes you could have something wrong with you or something going on with you, but because of your reputation, it will make room for you. It will open a door for you to get in somewhere. Just like if you have a bad reputation, that will shut a door that you will never be able to get in because of your reputation. Amen. Glory be to God. Timothy's reputation preceded him, meaning that even in towns before Paul got to the town where Timothy was, he already knew the type of individual Timothy was by the reputation in cities and towns before he even seen the boy. Let's take a look at three things about Timothy's reputation that preceded him. That preceded him. Amen. Here we go. Number one. People talked about Timothy. They talked about him. And what they said about him was good. See, many of us, if we were able to be a fly on the wall in some people's homes or out out on the streets, people talking about you. Believe me, they're talking about you. But what are they saying? Is it good? Is it bad? What's your reputation? Because they're going to talk what they feel or think about you. Amen? Now, number two, more than one person had good things to say about Timothy. See, there there can always be one person that got something good. But let's see if there's two or three more that say the exact same thing as the first person. Amen? Number three is people talked about Timothy many different cities. See, he had a good reputation in his hometown as well as towns around his home. You see? So you go to one town, somebody got something good to say. Go to another town, somebody got something good to say. Go to another town, somebody got something good to say. So I know with the three towns and three different individuals have something good to say, well, I'm probably thinking this is the cat that I want to hang with. I mean, do you want to hang with a thief and a robber? If somebody said, no, he a robber, he's a thief. He's a cheat, he's a liar, he's a con artist. You want to hang out with him? Is that your reputation? There's a very important principle to learn from Timothy people. People who have a good reputation creates positive conversation. See, when you have a good reputation, people are going to speak life over you because it's good good things that they're speaking of about you because of your reputation. But if you don't have a good reputation, guess what? People are speaking death over you. They're speaking negative things over you based upon your reputation. So there's a lot of word curses 
that are being spoken over people's lives, some good, some bad, but it's based upon the reputation of the individual. So don't blame the person. Blame yourself because it's your reputation. Amen. Glory be to God. Listen, people, I want to say this, and I said this in the beginning. We all have a past. We all didn't come from, from, we didn't come from the other side of the track with the silver spoon. Many of us came from the hood. Many of us did a whole bunch of crazy stuff. But you know what? God said this. He said, if you repent, if you, hallelujah, believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, Christ Jesus, you will shall be saved. He says that you will be made a new creature. All old things passed away. Behold, all things shall become new. All things, not some things. Not 99.9%, but 100%. So what that means is that you are a new creature. Now, what I'm talking about is since you've become a new creature, what's your reputation? I'm not talking about the reputation when you was out there running and gunning, skipping and dipping and doing the things you was doing. I'm talking about since you've come into the things of Christ, what is your reputation? See, for most of us, People like me, see, I know most of y'all that's listening, y'all ain't like me because I come from the hood. I, I didn't, boy, I didn't, boy, there ain't too much I ain't done. I thank God for it because it gives me the ability to have compassion for those individuals that are doing some of the things that I've done. And believe me, I've done some things. Listen, it says for most of us as men, it's going to take some time to build a good reputation. Why is that? Because when we came into the things of God, we didn't have a good reputation. We were doing some really awful things, some of us. I'm not saying all, but some of us. We were doing some bad things. Amen? But look at this. It should happen naturally. Your, your reputation should naturally begin to change. Why? Because naturally, if you are following the word of God and living by the word of God, you're growing in the things of God. And if you're growing in the things of God, you are maturing. And that old man is dead and the new man is coming to life. So your reputation should be beginning to shift. But if you still carry that same reputation, that means that the old man ain't dead yet because you must still be doing some of the old things in this new life. Mm, can't be new, must not be new if the old is still controlling what is supposed to be new. Amen. What's your reputation? What's your reputation? Mm -hmm. Let's take a look at Acts chapter Five and verse one, Acts chapter five and verse one. Let's take a peek over here at Ananias and Sapphira. Now these are Christian folk. Amen. A couple. Amen. A couple. This is what they. Just let, 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 let's take a peek. Verse one. But a certain man named Ananias with Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession. They sold a possession and kept back part of the prize, his wife also being 
prior to it and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. So what they did, they, they let, let, let's put it like this. They sold their house. They put away 20000 and they told the apostles that they just got 15000 for the house. Amen. See, but they don't know who they're messing with. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and to keep back part of the prize of the land? The prize of the land. Look it. This does not show that they are growing in the things of God because God, they would have laid everything. See, the people sold everything and gave everything to the apostles so that everybody had. But Ananias and Sapphira was like, no, we are a little selfish and self-centered. We want to keep for ourselves because it's ours anyway. So why shouldn't we be able to keep it? See, see, whenever you do something wrong, you got to justify it. Amen? Like Ananias and Sapphira. See, a brother who has a poor reputation is uh, demonstrating uh, traits that are not in harmony with Christian principles. But some folks still call themselves Christians. They still walking around talking about hallelujah, glory be to God. But their principles are far off. Amen. See, listen, 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 guys, listen. This entire study is designed to help us develop godly reputation. A good place to start with this godly reputation is to determine what people actually think of us right now. What people think of us. See, we, 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 we want people to look at us as this, that, and the third. But really, what and how do people really see us? Now, my suggestion would be this. I mean, this, 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 if you want to, if you want to mature, see, in, in each one of these uh, studies that we will be going over every Sunday, there's going to be some work to do. Okay, there's going to be some things to do. You can't just grow and mature by listening to this podcast or listening to me live at this time. You got to do something. Faith without works is dead, is what the Bible says. So if you have faith in uh, the lesson, then do what the lesson is asking you to do so you can receive out of it what the lesson has for you to receive. Amen? Glory be to God. So, this is what I'm asking. This is what I'm asking. Amen? Go ask your son, your daughter, your, your, your wife, your best male friend. Don't go no female. Okay, don't go to no female unless you're married. Go to your wife. But outside of that, don't go to no female because the female going to lie to you. Okay, because they, they're going to tell you what you want to hear. Amen? But you need to go to some folks that's going to be real with you, that love you enough to be honest with you. Amen? Glory be to God. And if they say stuff you don't like, 
So what? It's the truth. It's the truth anyhow. Amen. Be thankful that they told you the truth so that you can correct it and become a mature man. Amen. I got some questions here for yourself because outside of people, those close people telling you what they see, you see some things about yourself too based upon these questions. Write these down. I'm going to try to go slow so you can write it down. Hallelujah. If you don't get it down, listen to it on the podcast. Subscribe to our podcast. That's at anchor.fm forward slash MBKI. Subscribe. Amen. Number one, do people seek do people seek me out to share their lives with me? Do people seek you out to, to, to share their life with you? Things that they don't want to talk to other people about, they come find you? Or do people trust you with confidential information? Or do they feel you got loose lips that sink ships? Do people seek you out to share their lives with you? And do people trust you with confidential information? These are questions to ask yourself. Number two, do your relationships with people draw deeper and more significant the longer they know you? And the closer they get to you, or do your friendships grow strained and shallow as people learn what you are really about? When you can't put on that mask no more and they see the true colors shining through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do my relationships with people draw deeper and more significant the longer they know you and the closer they get to you? Or do your friendships grow strained and shallow as people learn what you're about? Number three, does your circle of friends grow continually wider and larger? Do an increasing number of people admire and trust you? Meaning, does your friendships grow? People are coming. More people are coming. More people are trusting you. More people are admiring your walk, your talk. More people want to be like you and they just they just they just want to be around you. Or do people run away when they see you coming? Because they know that whatever's about to come out of your mouth or whatever you're about to do is not going to be anything that they want to take part in. Which one is it? Number four, do people recommend you for significant or difficult tasks without fear of letting them down? 
Bottom line, people trust you with, 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 with things that are really close to them or maybe life-threatening to them. Do they trust you with significant things, difficult things, or tasks? Like, like, like this, you know, I'm going to be out of town and my wife, uh, she's supposed to be going into labor any minute now. Brother, can you just, if she calls you, can you go pick her up and make sure she makes it to the hospital? You know, can, can, can somebody trust you with the person that they love more than anything? Mm-hmm. Are you going to sit there and watch the phone ringing because the Monday night football game's on? you like, well, I'll go over there after the game. And this woman's sitting there going through labor, labor pains. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. We're talking about reputation tonight. Reputation. Glory be to God. Reputation. I hope I'm helping someone out there. Hallelujah. Now, I got a question for you. Are you still water or are you a bubbling brook? Are you still water or are you a bubbling brook? Mm, what am I talking about? I'm glad you asked. Still water or a bubbling brook. See, people who appear to have it all together in public are sometimes very different in private. You know those people, you know, they they open their door to walk out their house and they put on the mask and they come out, got a big smile on their face, and they just they just look like they got everything together. Their bills is paid, everything is good, the kids, everybody's good. The kids are good, everything is good. Things ain't as good as it appeared if you were a fly on the wall. Amen. See, then you have those who may be quiet and appear reserved, can have uh, enduring qualities that represent a true measure of maturity. You know, they, they used to be a commercial that said when E.F. Hutton talks, people listen, because E.F. Hutton didn't talk too much. But whenever E.F. Hutton talked, people listened because they knew E.F. Hutton was about to say something that was going to bless them, that was going to encourage them, that was going to lift them, that was going to benefit them. But then you have the bubbling brook that just talks and just talk to talk. They, 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 half of what they're saying don't really matter anyhow. Matter of fact, when, when the bubbling brook starts bubbling, people go. Because it ain't going to help me whatever they're talking about. Amen. See, bubbling brooks, bubbly people don't wear well in the long haul. They don't, they don't, they don't wear because see, you got to remember they they put on a mask, but inside, but see when things when the pressure hits, that bubbling brook starts starts stops bubbling, and the true color starts showing up. Amen. But the people who are more real, although perhaps more quiet. Maybe the people who you truly want to have as close friends. Why? Because they're not going to talk a bunch of mess that don't mean anything. Amen? And truth, they're going to speak truth to you. 
Those are the type of folks. Those are the type of folks. And see, those type of folks have a good reputation because people are going to say, man, whatever he's going to say to you, man, you better take it to the bank. I think it was Scarface that says, all I have is my private parts and my words. And he said, I'm not breaking those for nobody. Amen. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Mm-hmm. Yes, Lord. Mm-hmm. Listen, people, if you find this difficult to answer uh, these type of questions, okay, I, you know, this, 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 this is maybe new to a bunch of folks, you know, to really take and look within yourself and just you know, be able to take constructive criticism from your your wife or your your children or your your best male friend uh, to see what your reputation really is. Because I'm gonna tell you, uh, it's not what you think it is. Because <laughs> we always want to think it's better than, but uh, ten times out of ten, you'll find that there's some areas that uh, you need improvement in. I know there's a whole bunch of areas I need improvement in. Amen. Glory be to God. And I just thank God. Hallelujah, that he's given me the ability to 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 uh, come forth with this, that we all can grow and mature and mature and become mature men, mature leaders. Hallelujah. So listen, if you're having difficulty with some of these questions, amen, sit down with your wife or your your close male friend and ask him to help you Honestly evaluate the answers. Help you to see what it is that they see so that you can own it. So that you can own it. Amen. Because remember, this is all about you. This is not about how good you are, how bad you are. This is about who you are and wanting to be different, wanting to be better. Amen. Wanting to be different or wanting to be better. Amen. Amen. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. What I'd like you guys to do is to set a goal. Set a goal. Based upon this reputation, okay, what we're talking about today, set a goal. Write out one goal you'd like to achieve as a result of this study. Write down one goal. What is it that you want to achieve from this study? Amen. I have faith in each and every one of you that are listening. Write that goal down. Put forth the work. Trust God and watch as days, weeks, and months go by. Your reputation begin to take form. As we continue to go through week by week, 
different characteristics, you will find your life changing. Why? Because of your character changing. Amen. Next week, we're going to be talking about the husband of one wife are being morally pure, morally pure. It's not about marriage. It's about purity. So those that aren't married, get ready. Amen. Those that are married, get married. Or excuse me, get ready. Those that are married and got a boyfriend or a girlfriend, we about to bust your bubble. Because if you want to walk in maturity as a mature man, you're going to have to lose some of these things that you got going on. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. I just want to pray for each and every man that is uh, with on tonight. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I thank you, Lord. I thank you for the message that you have delivered. I pray that this message have not fallen on deaf ears, that we as men will be doers, Father God, of this word. Father, we desire to have a reputation that perceives us, that people in other cities and other states can hear about us and know that we are men of God, men of valor, men, hallelujah, that are willing to do, thus says the Lord, hallelujah. And as we continue to chew upon this, Lord, I pray that you will open up the hearts and minds of your men Show them themselves, Father God, and allow them to repent and turn from their ways that their reputation will begin to revive itself. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, we give thanks, we give honor, and we give praise in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.
Amen. Amen. And if this message has been a blessing to you and you feel within your heart you would like to support MBKI Ministries, you can go to our website at mbkiministries.com. And on the top of the page, you can click on the donate button and give as the Spirit leads you. You can also go to our PayPal at paypal.me forward slash MBKI Ministries. Or you can go to our Cash App at dollar sign MBKI Ministries. That's dollar sign MBKI Ministries. Again, I just want to thank each and every one of you that have tuned in with us today and those that are on podcast. Amen. I pray that you will be with us next week, Sunday at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 o'clock Central Standard Time, and 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Call in. Join us at 515 605-9839. Again, I just pray that this message has touched your heart and that you, as myself, desire to become a mature man. Until next Sunday, walk by faith and not by sight. God bless you. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.